pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News & World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Millions of people suffer from pain and depression. According to some estimates, mood disorders are two to three times more prevalent in those with chronic pain. In fact, the more physical pain a person experiences, the more likely that a mood disorder or anxiety problem exists. For years, it was felt that depression led to pain, but research supports the view that chronic pain comes first and the mood disorders later. When pain becomes chronic, the experience can make us feel uncertain about the future, lead to losses and helplessness, and eventually take us down the path of feeling depressed and anxious. Our guest today, Jessica Jimeno, has overcome bipolar disorder, painful polycystic ovarian syndrome, psoriasis, and a neuromuscular autoimmune disease called myasthenia gravis. Despite the temptation to give up, she's acted, creating an award-winning blog called Fashionably Ill. It's about coping with both mental illness and pain using style and humor. Jessica's here to share her powerful story and talk about the ways she's dealt with pain. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Teva Pharmaceuticals, The Pain Community, and Boston Scientific. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. In addition to blogging, Jessica is a freelance health writer, speaker, and mental health consultant. Jessica, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you for having me, Dr. Christo. You said in an NBC News interview that every day is difficult and that your body is in pain. What's it like to live in pain all the time? It's very hard. Sometimes it feels like winter and never spring, you know, when you're in the most difficult episodes of pain. Mm -hmm. For me, it's hard because I have five illnesses, so there's always some degree of pain. But if there's, you know, an episode of the polycystic ovarian syndrome, and then I have stuff going on with the myasthenia gravis, that's what's most difficult, is when they collide. Mm -hmm. I play Eye of the Tiger, I put on my Rocky boxing gloves, and I, I pray to God for strength to get through another day. It does take a lot of strength to overcome five illnesses. Hey, Take us back, though, to the time before you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder. What kind of symptoms were you experiencing? The first time I ever felt, like, deep despair, I think I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. We were going to school, and all of a sudden, life felt meaningless. I thought, oh my gosh, why do people go to school? Why do people go to work? Why do people do anything? Are we just going to live and die after 70 years? What are we doing? And then, mercifully, those moments were rare. Mm -hmm. And then when I was a teenager, they became more frequent, and they lasted longer. Sometimes hours turned into weeks, 
And then at one point, months, when uh, I think my senior year of high school, it was really bad. And it was difficult to concentrate. I had, I had crying spells, you know, especially in the winter. And winter in Chicago feels like forever. It's like <laughs> six months of winter. It takes five, six hours to fall asleep, and this was common. So I would have these extreme, uh, you know, insomnia, and I also paint. And so I do great artistic things when I was manic. Well, there was certainly a lot going on at that time. Jessica, I want to ask you about depression, because depression is the most consistent and strongest predictor of suicidal ideation. That means thinking about committing suicide. Did you ever think about suicide? Oh, yes, yes, I I did. It's not surprising, but I'm glad you got the help that you needed. Jessica, the current view is that mood disorders, like anxiety and depression, result from having chronic pain, not the other way around. Have you felt that when you are depressed, that your pain is worse? I've had pain that was so bad that it led to deep depressive episodes. We think that a person with depression can't accomplish much. So if they are, they can't really be depressed. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to mention that there was a study not too long ago that showed that women with migraines are 40% more likely to develop depression than women without a history of migraines at all. And, and actually, a lot of research also demonstrates that physicians, and especially psychiatrists, should treat both depression and pain when they coexist, rather than just focusing on one of the two for the best outcome. What's been the most effective treatment for your depression? Medication is so important for me. You usually don't find the right medication right away, Mm -hmm. but it can be life-changing for the better. It helps so much. And seeing a therapist regularly, if you're going through a stressful time, don't wait until it gets out of hand. Mm -hmm. So I see my therapist several times a year. Yeah, that's an excellent point because I think there have been many outcome studies on something called cognitive behavioral therapy that have found significant effects in reducing symptoms of both anxiety and depression, as well as improving function. Now, let's switch gears and talk about some of the pain you've experienced in your life. In your late teenage years, you were diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. What kind of discomfort has that caused? It's so painful. It was really hard. It was like, I must have been in pain like 30% of the time. Mm. Periods were extremely painful in the pelvic area. I used to say it was like a thousand freshly sharpened pencils piercing my ovaries. Oh, gosh. I mean, that that really is terrible. You know, pelvic pain is pretty common in women, especially those in reproductive age groups. 15 to 20% or so women from 18 to 50 years of age have chronic pelvic pain that lasts more than one year, which is a long time. And the burden of chronic pelvic pain can be huge. I mean, I have patients who suffered for years, missed work, had their marriages and relationships disrupted, and have had multiple surgical procedures. What have you used to help reduce this pain? When I was 24, we found a medication that worked, Uh Soloestrin, and there was a period of about like maybe two or three months where I was pain-free. And that was such a relief because, you know, I had been in pain 30% of the time and now I was not in pain. Mm-hmm. I wasn't living in fear of when I was going to be in pain. Right. And then unfortunately, when I was 24, I got the myasthenia gravis. And that that meant being in pain 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then it destabilized the ovarian disease. And the medication that had worked for the PCOS no longer worked. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry to hear that. But you won't believe what actually ended up really helping her. We'll find out after the break. 
I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. That's achesandgains at gmail.com. We're here with Jessica Jimeno discussing the overlap between mental health and pain. What once really did help your pelvic pain no longer helped. Tell us what actually ended up helping. In January, my doctor said, why don't we try going back to the Western? And I haven't had an episode of the PCOS since January, which has been good for me as far as the pain of the ovarian disease, but it's also very good for the myasthenia gravis. Well, that's terrific. You know, Jessica, I've had patients wonder how periods can be so painful because typically they only last just a week. With the polycystic ovarian syndrome, I could have a period. There have been episodes of pain so severe and like the period would be like a month. If you can imagine, like, if you had in a year four four-month periods and mm-hmm. you were in excruciating pain yeah. for a whole month, that would be devastating. Mm-hmm. And then to be told it's just your period. <laughs> you know, it really is demoralizing to hear others underestimate the life-changing effects of having pain. And, you know, could you give us an example of how that pelvic pain affects you on a daily basis? Well, I was in the middle of a terrible episode of the PCOS. And I've been in bed for days. And it was the first day of the school year. Mm -hmm. We had a debate meeting and it was like three hours long. Sometimes, you know, they'd ask me questions and I'm in so much pain and it's something about like the economy of Argentina. And it sounds like Argentina. That's what it sounds like when you're in pain. You just can't think. Right. So after the students are gone, all the debate coaches from the state of Illinois gather together for like a four hour meeting. And it's like, around this table, like the five families and the godfather, and I'm in excruciating pain. I don't really want to talk to anybody. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. It is terrible. And you know, that's a great example of the invisibility of pain and how people around you may never understand the depths of your suffering. You mentioned myasthenia gravis earlier. Myasthenia gravis is a disorder of the nerves and the muscles, uh, specifically an area called the neuromuscular junction. It's an autoimmune disease. Patients experience easy fatigability and weakness. After you were diagnosed with bipolar disorder, you developed myasthenia gravis, which really rocked your life. What was that like? It rocked my life. It's a really great, good way to describe it. I was 24, and then one day at work, I was at the high school I was coaching at, I was walking up this long flight of stairs, and all of a sudden I couldn't feel anything below my waist, and I kept falling, and I couldn't speak. So I'd gone from doing yoga five days a week to not being able to feel my leg. Mm -hmm. A few weeks after I fell down the stairs, I was diagnosed and hospitalized. And so my life had changed in a matter of months. It was very scary. Very scary indeed. What kind of pain do you have that's associated with the myasthenia gravis? I have pain in my neck, back, and shoulders. Mm -hmm. My head felt too heavy for my body, so it was very hard to eat. I have to keep like lifting myself up. We arranged the dinner table like we would stack up uh, containers to make the plate really high so it would like reach my mouth at just the right position. Wow. So when you take prednisone and pyridostigmine together, as I've been taking for eight years, you have cramping and fasciculation. 
So my hands and feet have hurt for eight years. Wow. You mentioned a couple of medicines that you use for the myasthenia gravis. Prednisone is, of course, a steroid, which is an immunosuppressive therapy. And pyrotostigmine is used to treat muscle weakness in those with myasthenia gravis. You also mentioned fasciculations, which are brief, involuntary, and local contractions and relaxations of, of small muscle groups in the body. Jessica, what's helped you ease the pain of myasthenia gravis the most? So it's a combination of things, relive and physical therapy. Mm-hmm. I was taking naproxen for many years for the ovarian disease for the pain and the gabapentin for many years for the MG pain. And it had some bad side effects for me, but I was in so much pain, I wouldn't be able to hold down a job or just function. Right. You know, I would scream through the night. The pain was so bad in my hands and feet oh, wow. for a few years. And I remember I was living alone and I had a job and a couple times I was going home and I couldn't remember where I lived. Um, oh. That's one side effect they don't tell you about. And <laughs> right. somebody introduced me to Relive and I was just desperate. So I said yes, eventually, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe after a year on Relive, I got off all painkillers. And for the surgery I had recently, I didn't take any painkillers. Okay. I stopped naproxen and gabapentin and I, because I'd been on those for years and years. Yeah. You know, and there were side effects. And so with Relive, it's a nutritional supplement. I didn't have to worry about side effects. But I take soya for the ovarian disease, ProVantage now, and Classic. And occasionally, if I'm depressed, I take 24K. I'm so glad that this product, or all of these products, have successfully reduced your pain. Now, you talk about Relive, which is a nutritional supplement. And it's also a dietary supplement and skincare company. They have different products like nutritional shakes and metabolism boosting supplements. You know, Jessica, I hear from my patients that one of the hardest aspects of living in pain is the temptation to give up on their dreams. What have you done to overcome that temptation? I think the thing with illness is to say, I may not achieve it today, but I won't give up on it. And that's a very powerful message. I think many people would be surprised that psoriasis can lead to pain. It's very uncomfortable. Uh, It's itchy. You want to scratch it and you can't scratch it. It's flaky. And after a couple of weeks of dramatically changing my diet, Mm -hmm. and it, it helped dramatically. Oh, well, that's great to hear. Now, juggling chronic pain and mental illness is overwhelming, but you've created something unique to make it better. Tell us about your blog, Fashionably Ill. Fashionably Ill is about surviving pain with style and humor. So I've, I, one of my recent posts was vacation pictures from surgery, mm-hmm. and that was popular. I didn't think that was like that big of a deal, but people liked it, and I included a link where you could buy a lay for your next hospital vacation visit. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing a picture on your website about you visiting a woman named Cynthia who was getting chemotherapy in the hospital. And you sort of vacationized her hospital visit by bringing the vacation to her and throwing mini makeovers. And by the way, Jessica, what made you decide to create this blog in the first place? One time we had this young woman call in and she was suicidal and she asked me for help. And she said, I'm not suicidal because I have major depression. Major depression is one of my diseases, and I could handle it if it was the only one. She said, I'm suicidal because I have major depression and lupus Mm -hmm. and epilepsy. 
and I'm juggling all of these, and I don't know anybody like me. And so it's a place where we, we tell that story that's not really being told. You really do. And, you know, you provide a unique service for those with chronic pain and psychiatric illness. I bet you didn't know that Jessica did a TEDx talk. We'll find out the details after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. Boston Scientific, a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit TameThePain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Welcome back. Jessica, you did a TEDx talk on how to get stuff done when you're depressed. But, you know, I'd like to ask you, how do you recommend that people get stuff done when they're in pain? Yeah, I think that's a good question. The other day I had Medicaid papers to work on. That always intimidates me. Mm -hmm. So I told myself, I'm just going to start by writing the date. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing I think is to find your rhythm. Right. So I thought, I'm like, I'm going to accept this. And then Wednesday came and I was more productive. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it takes time to find your own rhythm. Right. It does take time to realize that there'll be a new way of getting things done. Now let's look at dealing with pain. You know, I've done some shows on faith, aromatherapy, art therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and nutritional supplements, all for pain control. And you've used many of these. Let's first have you describe how faith helps you get through the pain. Because of my faith, I believe that suffering has a purpose. Mm -hmm. I believe in a God who redeems suffering. Right. I believe that suffering won't be forever. You know, I think that a strong belief system is critical to providing the courage that's needed to get through chronic illnesses. Let me ask you about essential oils. Have you used any of those successfully for pain? Lavender for headaches. Put it on your forehead. And I read that you use art or art therapy as a mode of relaxation and relief for yourself. I do watercolor art. I paint landscapes Mm -hmm. and flowers. I like to paint beautiful things that are uplifting. I paint pictures from calendars. So I usually buy a calendar on sunsets and sunrises or the ocean. When I'm painting it, you know, because I have to seriously study it, it's like I'm vicariously going to this other place, Mm -hmm. wherever this beautiful sunset is or that mountain range is. Yeah. You know, I think art therapy provides really an untapped uh, means of distraction therapy. And I was surprised when I did the show on art therapy, how much relief art therapy provided one of my guests who had substantial muscle and nerve pain. Now, you engage laughter quite a lot to help you get through things like doctor visits, hospitalizations, and physical therapy. You know, it's tough for me to get my patients to laugh about their situation, though. What's so special about laughter? You know, laughter is like exercise, and it releases certain chemicals that make us feel better. So what I would say is if you're feeling terrible, do watch something that is funny. Right. Even if it's like a sitcom where you've seen the episode 10 times, Mm -hmm. just watch it. Your body language changes, right? (laughs) Right. It's not that your problems go away, but they definitely become manageable. I have, like, my favorite comedians. I love Carol Burnett, Mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. 
know what makes you laugh. Keep the list of what makes you laugh yeah. and expose yourself to it when you're in excruciating pain. Even if you feel like, oh, God, life sucks, everything sucks, mm-hmm. still watch something funny. Watch, you know, for me, I Love Lucy is one of those shows mm-hmm. that is timeless. You mentioned earlier how important exercise has been for you. And, you know, several studies have shown that exercise can reduce pain and improve function and mobility even into older adulthood. What has exercise contributed to your quality of life? When it comes to exercise, do whatever you can, even if you can't do what you used to do. Any kind of exercise is certainly better than nothing. And we underestimate the value of exercise Mm -hmm. and what it can do to elevate our mood. Exactly. I looked up exercises for sick people. That's what I was looking for. And I found Pilates and it really centers me. If you're stressed about something, which you inevitably will be if you have chronic pain in your (laughs) life, take a time out and exercise. If you can't do the things you used to do, at least do something. We underestimate the power of of exercise and how it can elevate our mood. Mm -hmm. I would also suggest physical therapy. If you're not sure about whether or not something is dangerous, you could start with physical therapy to see where your limits are. Yes, I agree because it's a very structured environment and protective. A couple of things about exercise too. You know, simple walking can reduce chronic low back pain. And on the flip side of things, if you rarely move or exercise, there's more muscular tension and higher sensitivity to pain according to certain studies. Jessica, in addition to things like faith, aromatherapy, what else has helped get you through your illnesses? I try to build a supportive network of friends and family. Mm-hmm. And surround yourself by people who are empathetic. And I also notice in writing, you know, because I have my website, Fashionably Ill, and I'm very honest, people do change. You know, people become more tactful. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that there are people who maybe used to say things that weren't very helpful. (laughs) Right. And they change the way they talk. Having a sense of humor definitely helps. Absolutely. Agree with all of those. You know, Jessica mentioned earlier that she uses art therapy for pain control. And I think that you'll find the show that we did on art therapy particularly helpful. It's considered a mind-body intervention that combines visual art making with psychotherapy. You can draw, paint, sculpt, or even take pictures as art forms. And what patients like about it is that it's a creative component as well as a psychotherapeutic component. In fact, there are several studies on the effectiveness of art therapy for reducing symptoms in cancer patients. Uh, They show that symptoms can be reduced by almost half. So give it a try. Go to paulchristomd.com and type in art therapy in the search window. And while you're there, listen to the show that we did on aromatherapy, which incorporates the use of essential oils therapeutically, either absorbed onto the skin or inhaled. Jessica mentioned that she used lavender for headaches, and there are many, many others that can be useful adjuncts for pain control. Uh, For example, peppermint, clove, lemongrass, or eucalyptus can all be used as pain relievers. In fact, there have been some studies on lavender for arthritis, chamomile for cancer pain, marigold for foot pain, peppermint for headaches, and rose for cancer pain. Now, before we close, what's important to remember about coping with mental illness and chronic pain? I think what's important to remember is that how you feel isn't always going to be representative 
of how you feel about life. Mm -hmm. So I could hate the pain I'm in. That doesn't mean I hate life. Right. Because if I say I hate life, that includes my beautiful nieces and nephews. (laughs) That includes friends, my faith, art. Life encompasses everything. If you hate the pain, that doesn't mean you hate yourself. It doesn't mean that you hate life. It means that you hate the pain, which is a completely legitimate feeling. It is. While we're alive, there's hope. There's always hope if we're still alive. There absolutely is. There's always hope. And don't forget that no one is immune to pain, but anyone can overcome it. And Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you for having me, Dr. Christo. Remember to visit Jessica's blog, Fashionably Ill, or go to her website, jessicajimeno.com. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.